Welcome to Europhile. My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hi. I'm good. Yeah? Um, what are you up to? Last night, I went to a Sopranos-themed dinner party, which uh-huh. was really fun. Yeah. And you know the beauty Did you make of- anything? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> we could talk about it. <laughs> I was asked to make a Greer asparagus tart that uh-huh. this person thought that I made. No, you had made it before. I had never made oh, this I made thing. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he just thought maybe that I did it. So uh-huh. he was like, you can just make that again. I was like, well, I've never made that before, but sure. I can give it a try. You know what the host wants. The host gets Is, right. Right. So I, you know, have this rolled up random thing of dough in the freezer, pull it out. I thought it is crumbling, crumbling to pieces. And I was like, this isn't right. But, you know, I add some water to it. I dough uh-huh. like a flower, the surface of the counter and like uh-huh. somehow get it to be a sem- semblance of a normal crust. So I par bake it and I'm looking at it in the oven with the oven light on. And I'm like, that is not puff pastry. <laughs> that is pie crust. So uh-huh. I, I was like, I have no time to go out and buy new no. pastry because it's frozen. And just like, this is Yeah. Yeah. But you know me, I like- You pride like, yourself. Yeah. Well, you and I both yes. do pride ourselves on like being a good cook, making beautiful things. Right. And I was like, this yeah. is going to ruin my brand <laughs> <laughs> when I show up at this party with this p- flat pie crust with Greer and asparagus, asparagus. on top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good. Honestly, like it sounds delicious. Like asparagus Greer pie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But it just looked it. really, but people are like, what is that dish? Like I've never seen that before. I'm like, yeah. Cause it's not supposed to look like that. <laughs> this is what it is. Yeah. And you're going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even try a bite. I was like, I don't even want to look at this thing. You're like, but at the end of the night, the tray was empty. So was everyone gone. ate it. Good. And people told me good. it was good. So good. all was fine. Oh, I'm glad. But yeah, that was the fiasco. <laughs> I mm-hmm. hate baking. Even things like that that are pre-made. Like clearly, I don't even know yeah. the difference between those doughs. So, right. Ugh. Right. But yeah. whatever. It was well, a good now you know. Party. It was the thing. Yeah. And... Yeah. Well, that's very fun. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was cute. Some people dressed up and were like, you know, wearing robes. Yeah. I interrupted you. Sun, yeah. what, what were you saying initially oh, about the party? Just like, wow. Like what it means to be a little bit older and you're like your twenties and thirties and you're invited to a dinner party and people go all out. There was a huge platter of arancini. And I was like, how long did that take you to make? He was like, like four hours. This giant things of lasagna and baked ziti. And oh my God, this incredible dish that the guy was like, I don't know. I just call it burnt tomatoes. And it's like fried, individually fried tomatoes that are then layered in a pan with like layers of brown sugar in between and then baked with butter. Whoa. I know. And I was like, I'm going to be looking at <laughs> this. It's just up. gratuitous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fried and then baked in butter and sugar. <laughs> and they were like black, like, like they really did look burnt. It was unbelievable. I never had anything like did that. Did you eat it on like bread or something or just by itself? No, I just had it by itself. No. Cause it is like breaded. 
Oh, you know? right. but it is like jammy. Okay. It still does become kind of jammy. Wow. It was the best, Yum. the best thing on the table, I'd say. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm going to experiment with that. Maybe I'll make that for you yes. when, we, when oh, we see each other next. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. I hope so. How are you doing? What's going um, on? I'm good. I just was hanging out with some friends the other night and yeah. uh, had like four glasses of wine and was just hung over yesterday. And then I ordered <laughs> Indian food. Good. It was Excellent. Amazing. That sounds really good and cozy. And I spent all day like researching yesterday, just like yeah. in my bed. And then I had Indian food and I kind of went to sleep early. It was like the best. That sounds really nice. Yeah. I know. It was cozy. So nice. Um, but I have the main topic this week. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. Um, I was so excited to do this because not unlike many of us, we've been watching the recently added to Netflix documentary for David Beckham. And yes, so yes. Being that, and obviously, you know, we're fashion girls. We like, uh, mm -hmm. I went to fashion school. We like designers and we like Victoria Beckham. She's, she's the consummate fashionista she fashion is girl. Chic. And posh. yeah, posh. And <laughs> so I was like, I have to do Spice Girls next. I gotta Yay. do it. Good. So join us to go to the UK, to England, and we're going to talk about the Spice Girls. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, okay. Fun. You know, okay. I, <laughs> I want to preface this, like they were so big for me. They were mm -hmm. really huge for me. I'll get into it of why, but like I was doing this research and I was like, oh, like emotional about it. Oh, like, oh my God. I know, Beautiful. I, it still makes me like emotional because it's like, <laughs> I was like Girlhood. picturing myself. Yes. Yes. Okay. I need like oh. a second. All right. Now that I've started crying and probably I'm going to cry like four more times, let's get into it. Great. <laughs> so on the 4th of March, 1994, which is our friend Erica's birthday, her boyfriend's birthday and my brother's birthday. And like, my that exact oldest day. friend's birthday. That exact yes. day and that exact year. Okay. That is so creepy. Yeah. Exact <gasps> day, year, everything. Aspiring girl singers crammed into like a dance work studio after applying for an advert in this newspaper to, it's sort of like the answer to boy bands of that time. They yes. wanted to create a girl group. Mm -hmm. So they just put it in the newspaper Wow. So they were split into groups of 10 and like taught a dance routine. And after they were asked to do a solo song. Mm -hmm. And so Mel B mm -hmm. did Whitney Houston's greatest love of all. Mel C did the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited. And I have Victoria. Chills. This is okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Victoria chose Mine Air from Cabaret. Okay. A month later, you know, they get asked back, obviously. Jerry was there at the second audition. She had skipped the initial audition because she got too sunburnt in Spain. <laughs> oh, cutie. <laughs> Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, just wait. This is like, I think she might be my favorite now, just because of all okay. my research. Um, but, but basically yeah. she called and begged, like she said she was ill and pleaded, like she basically didn't take no for an answer. She was like, 
I'm yeah, coming to this second audition. I'll be there. And they like, yeah. apparently she was she persistent knew. enough that where she was let, you know, let in. Yeah. All four were selected, obviously, alongside this other woman, Michelle Stevenson. They go and move into a house and do like intensive, you know, like vocal training, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff, like training them to become stars. And like, it was clear, like, do you know who Michelle is? I don't know. I'm confused. Sorry yeah. to that woman. But um, they were like, you know, she wanted to be a student. So she was like, I don't want this lifestyle. So she left. Mm-hmm. And eventually she was replaced by Emma. Got it. Emma was the like pupil of their vocal tutor. So she like, it was like right place, right time. Like yes. she didn't even audition. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Lucky. Um. So now we have our girls. Yes. So we have Ginger, Geraldine mm-hmm. Hallowell, Jerry Hallowell, August 6th. She's a Leo. Get out. Okay. okay. 40 Spice, Melanie Chisholm, Mel C. She's January 12th, Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Posh, Posh Spice, Victoria Adams, which obviously we know Victoria Beckham now. April 7th, Gemini. Wait, April 7th is yeah. Aries. Aries, Aries. Oh, I wrote that wrong. Aries. <gasps> oh my God, she's love Aries. That. Okay, yes. I love that. And then Melanie Brown. She's a Northern girl. She's from Yorkshire. You can tell. Oh. I feel like you can tell. And she's a Gemini. And Cute. then Baby Spice, uh, Emily Bunton. January 21st, Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Okay, great. So I feel like that kind of, like, obviously we see like their their names and kind of, they kind of go with their personalities, but it's fun mm-hmm. to know their zodiac signs too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just a general overview. We know that each Spice Girl is a distinct individual character mm-hmm. that formed a girl the girl group spice girls right yes. so victoria so like she was known for her choppy blunt bob mm-hmm. her reserved attitude her pout which we, we still see today I, I'm and obsessed. her like her like little black designer outfits little yes. black yeah. lbds you know yep and then we have scary spice she was known for her like in your face, loud northern accent, uh-huh. like her pierced tongue. She was just bold, like in yeah. leopard print, everything yes. bold, yeah. you know, in your face. I love her too. Yes. I love them all. And then, <laughs> oh, I love them all. Love. Um, and Emma Bunton as Baby Spice. She was the youngest and she wore her blonde hair in the little cute pigtails. Mm-hmm. She wore pastels, pinks, baby doll dresses, platform sneakers. So cute. And was just like innocent cutesy. And yeah. then we have Mel C as Sporty Spice. And she would wear track suits paired with, you know, sneakers or trainers, they would say. Wore her long hair and like the high ponytail. She had all these tattoos and she was tough. And she Mm -hmm. showcased her like athleticism and her, you know, abilities on stage, such as like doing the like flips. She would do flips on stage and she would also do her high kicks. I remember doing those. (laughs) And then Jerry Hallowell as ginger spice and she's obviously known for her bright flaming red hair Mm -hmm. 
her feistiness, her like sex appeal and her just flamboyance. Mm -hmm. She was also identified as sort of like the leader of Spice Girls. I was going to say, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay. So in the beginning, after months of rehearsal, the girls hated their management. They like weren't being Mm. treated well. They actually didn't even sign a contract. Um, but their managers had the master recordings of Wannabe and To Become One, which we know, or yes. we know, at least. Legendary hits. <laughs> so Jerry is like, fuck no, I'm getting yeah. this. And you know what she does? She goes Bonnie and Clyde, hides the master recordings in her knickers, and leaves <laughs> the studio <laughs> with them. Good. <gasps> Oh, so they steal trailblazer. these recordings. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't have a, a contract or anything. So it didn't, you know, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so here they are now working from the back of, they said, Jerry's beat up Fiat Uno. And they get a new manager. They sign to Virgin Records. And Virgin Records is, you know, skeptical because they haven't really seen success with girl bands like they mm-hmm. see with these boy bands their first single wannabe was an instant smash it sold seventy three thousand copies in its first week for obvious reasons put that in an iv straight to my bloodstream ah like there's nothing better than that song the best (laughs) feeling yes in 1997 the spice girls made their debut in the u.s so obviously like we're talking and we have the U.S. like view of things of the Spice yeah. Girls like we weren't in the U.K. we didn't grow up in the U.K. Mm-hmm. with their debut right we only experienced it through the lens of an American yeah so and years later this, kind of thing right so they quickly established dominance over like the Billboard charts those album charts Wannabe became you know number one in thirty countries um, the music video that accompanied the song just became it just made them like a household name at that point yeah their follow-up single say you'll be there paved the way for their debut album which sold 19 million copies in its first year so the girls girls are doing well yeah (laughs) let's talk about the thing that i loved the most and which which is why they are so so dear to me i'm not gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) why why is this so hard (laughs) it is like i'm feeling Mm -hmm. it too and i don't even know like i didn't i was a little bit too young i think Mm -hmm. but like i still really worshiped them too i was like the at the young youngest age probably when they started so i was like didn't understand everything and Mm -hmm. which is why they were you know, seeing them now as adults and listening to the songs, it's like, whoa, this is like racy. But like hearing it now, it's like that was so influential for me. Let's talk about girl power. <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> yeah. So Jerry was the one who pushed this concept and sort of made it this power oath, they said. Mm-hmm. And they would recite this power oath. And it was... I, being of sound mind and new wonder bra, do solemnly <laughs> promise to cheer and dance and zig zig uh, arriva girl power. They would say this. No, together. I'm, I'm loving this so much. <laughs> I know. I'm emotional it's, too. Yeah. Oh, I know. So special. 
and important. And that's why we're crying. I know. The idea, obviously, like we're crying. The idea is so powerful. Like, right. The Spice Girls stood for freedom, self-belief, and disobedience. And they inspired generations, you know, to stick up for themselves, which I would absolutely say was extremely influential for me. And I wasn't even in the UK, you know, yeah. like imagine being in the UK and experiencing this. Yeah. The um, mayhem. Oh, yeah. So fun. In 2017, Jerry wrote her autobiography, but she talked about the legacy of this, you know, this concept of girl power. And she said, 20 years ago, if you said the word feminism, you thought of those bra burning marching protesters. It was quite tough and harsh. For me, girl power was a much punchier way of saying it, but eventually girl power embodies much more than a gender. It's about everybody. Everybody deserves the same treatment, whatever race, gender, age you are. (laughs) True. (laughs) With all of the focus, like consistent messaging of girl power, it formed like the centerpiece of this band, right? The brand's messaging of empowerment appealed to young girls like Mm -hmm. me, adolescents and young women. It's politically neutral. It's so it doesn't alienate anyone from, Mm -hmm. you know, from different areas or anything like that. And there had never been a girl group who were addressing themselves specifically to a female audience before. And it was this loyalty to girls that set Spice Girls apart from everyone else who had come before them, Mm -hmm. enabling female fans to like support them where previous girl groups struggled to, you know, get those, that fan base. That loyal fan base, anyway. Mm-hmm. Keeping with their manifesto, their songs were praised for like genuine, empowering messages about friendship and like sisterhood, mm-hmm. and which like set them also apart because girls were singing about love songs, right? Mm-hmm. And they had love songs, they had yeah, ballads yeah. and stuff like that, but that song's about like their mom. I was just you know, gonna say, like, Mama, yes. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> And where like obviously all that stuff is like makes me very emotional but this is fun so the girls were you know they're a big fucking deal right mm-hmm. and so hollywood sniffs money so they were offered by disney initially to do a movie oh, okay. and it was like disney-fied right but the girls like the girls are not disney think about that they're saying oh, they're adults they're swearing they're you know yes. drinking like they're partying they're just yeah you know wearing a wonder bra like they're being girls mm-hmm. and they hated the idea because obviously it was like disney fried con- yeah like content that they were approached with they were approached by a new idea which obviously entails the story of a band preparing for a concert while dealing unscru- with unscrupulous journalists, space aliens, and a bomb on a bus. <laughs> yes. And obviously this concept was made into Spice World. Mm-hmm. And I literally just got a text that said, I'll be there. This <laughs> um, And then I also got a text earlier that said, when we just started about the Beckham documentary. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is... This is weird. Yeah, it's on top of everyone's <laughs> mind. <laughs> it was critically received so horrendously. Like... I mean, I can they see got, why. <laughs> all the actresses, all or all of the girls got raspberries or golden raspberries. 
um which is like you know like the worst actress award or whatever it really did well actually so their budget was Mm -hmm. four million pounds and it gained 14 times that oh my god yeah i mean i'm not surprised who cares if they're not good actors it's fun it's it's just the spice girls in defense of this movie which i will do that until my dying breath (laughs) victoria said the problem was that some toffee-nosed pricks that wrote the reviews are totally <laughs> that are so totally up their own bums they couldn't see it was a total spoof from beginning to end. Right. We set to make a fun movie, kitsch, camp, and a Laura Laura laughs. I don't know what that means. Frankly, I think we did. Of course, yeah, they did. Toffee-nosed pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. And also they were so big because their management team understood the power of licensing. So within the first two years of their career, they put their names on more than a hundred products, walkers, like chips, crisps, uh, Polaroid cameras. I had that. I had the Polaroid camera. Cute. (laughs) And I remember the the film was so expensive. So I only got it like one or two times after that. Benetton, Fabergé, Chupa Chups. (laughs) Chupa Chups. I remember that. Chupa Chups. Okay. So in my room, in my my parents' old house, I had like a laundry chute in my room to the basement. Mm -hmm. So I put all the Chupa Chup Spice Girls stickers (laughs) on that and then inside. And then sometimes when I would go to do my laundry, I would find like like bits of pieces of sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, Phone cards and then Cadbury's chocolates. Yes. And eventually Pepsi, right? Oh, major. Major. Remember Pepsi at that time, early 2000s? Yeah. Britney, Beyonce. Maybe Christina. Was Christina one? uh, I I don't remember, but I wouldn't be surprised everyone i just remember the gladiator like <gasps> that yes. was yeah beyonce and that pink ad. and britney yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> their management team was like you know we obviously want more exposure than the money like the purpose is exposure right and mm-hmm. they were thinking if we can get pepsi to spend 40 million euros basically running was a, running a commercial for their brand then you know hallelujah like great. 40 million dollar commercial <laughs> crazy um and the girls so are worth it th- they're worth every fucking mm-hmm. pence <laughs> <laughs> um the spice girls performed their first ever concert at an 8,000 capacity basketball arena in istanbul in turkey oh interesting yeah so it was because pepsi sponsored the tour and they insisted on launching it in a country where pepsi outsold coke Oh, okay. With this like deal, they, it was hammered home in a press conference. This is like how good the girls were. So (laughs) Posh was asked one day, Posh, will you marry Beckham? That's none of your business, but he drinks Pepsi. (laughs) Oh, she's so good. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about nicknames. Obviously we know that they're individuals and that's like the... The unique and amazing thing about the Spice Girls is they were these individual women. They weren't wearing variations of the same clothing to like Mm -hmm. award shows. No, they were all in their own like aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Their nicknames were not picked by them. They were picked by, it was sort of like a teen pop 
like magazine and then they were like you know that's kind of cute let's keep them posh was the first one that like really stuck because obviously victoria looks pretty sophisticated and she dressed Mm -hmm. that way and the rest were pretty easy because the girls characters were also really strong and Mm -hmm. independent from each other in 1997 this is this is funny they thought of like certain names that maybe they could be called for Mm -hmm. each other so melby thought she'd be called abrupt spice emma wanted to be (laughs) get away with murder spice and victoria wanted to be posh half the time spice (laughs) and and then in private jerry called melby the ox because she could perfectly operate on the most outrageous hangover and do a full performance faultlessly after several bottles of champagne while she would be throwing up in the loo. <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, my girls, they're so fun. I know, they're so There, I was like, you know, all their inside jokes and like all the interviews yes. and like what they say about each other. It's like, yeah. wow, you're, you're really just like, I mean, there was this whole thing about Prince William and Jerry and how he had a crush on her. And mm-hmm. I just, and she like pinched his bottom once and just like, <laughs> the chaos and just like fun that they had Mm -hmm. it was just infectious like Mm -hmm. messing with British royalty you know yeah just just like they and they get away with it because it's so endearing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. speaking of I mean obviously we know they're from England but uh we know Jerry's most iconic outfit was her Union Jack dress Mm -hmm. that was at the 1997 Brit Awards. And so two nights before she said to her stylist, like, I'm not comfortable in the dress that I want. You know, I'm going to my sister's. She has these Union Jack tea towels. I'm going to make a dress. Mm -hmm. And she did wear it. You know, it became this whole like big sensation. Like when I think of Jerry, I think of that dress, right? Yes. And Jerry sold the outfit in 1998 to raise money for breast cancer charities. And it raised 41,000 pounds, which was the most expensive item of any like pop star clothing Mm -hmm. that's ever sold at auction until Michael Jackson's glove was sold later on. Okay. But But a dress out of tea towels. It's just tea towels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Adorable. At the beginning of 1998, however, Spice Girls, they're like, fortune began began to wane they're like power and like they're the celebrity power of the individuals took kind of more president precedence mm-hmm. like the fact that obviously we know like posh victoria dated she started da- dating yeah. david beckham so this is like that's kind of what made it spiral mm-hmm. into more in- individual emphasis right or at least in the media and then halfway through the Spice World Tour, on Mel B's birthday, Jerry unexpectedly quit the Spice Girls. Whoa. They played it off like, you know, she was suffering from exhaustion. But in her autobiography, she said that she was pissed that she wasn't allowed to be given an interview about surviving breast cancer in her teens. And she said, I couldn't believe it. This was about saving lives. I knew it was over with the band at that point. Whoa. Yeah. Which like, I get it. I get yeah. it. I'd be oh, pissed. Uh, like you, you're doing all of this amazing, empowering work and you can't talk about breast cancer. Like, yeah. And I think they were also like really exhausted. Like I, I'm sure it was just like the 13th reason for her or whatever, mm-hmm. but I get it. Emma said it was quite hard. We had done a lot of shows in Europe and we were really nervous about touring in America. So it was a bit of a kick in the teeth, really. 
Mm-hmm. And then Mel C said, missing Jerry is like missing your mom. You miss her, but not her nagging. And then Victoria <laughs> said, there was one big plus for the first time ever. I got to sing on wannabe. <laughs> oh my God. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like she, you can never hear her. You can never, ever hear no. Posh. No. Like, and I remember noticing that when I was little because I liked her. And I'd be like, whoa, she doesn't really sing. I know. Like, I feel like as fans obviously... of her, you, you would know, notice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they poked fun at that, like in Spice World, like in the movie. Okay. Um, I don't remember. And in February 2001, the band officially broke up. And obviously the girls pursued solo projects. You know, rumors circulated. Like there was always like rumors and like hope that they like would get back together and like Mm -hmm. reunite and then in 2007 uh the girls got back together and went for a world tour obviously like relationships had been strained for like so many years jerry apologized Mm -hmm. to the girls yeah but obviously like victoria wasn't like she was you know doing her own thing and like married to david beckham and like in their own like machine of their life right and she said I'm sorry I left I was just being a brat it's so good to be back with the girls that I love so then all of the girls reunited for a performance at the closing ceremony in London at the Olympic Games in 2012 that was major that was incredible yeah and in 2019 the Spice Girls obviously minus posh staged a European tour I remember dying to go but I was like not so into it because I was like I want everyone you know I want like Victoria yeah but all in all the Spice Girls have sold 105 million records worldwide making them the best-selling girl group of all time one of the best-selling artists and the most successful British pop act since the Beatles wow those are our girls (gasps) oh love them forever so special so who's your girl I Number always one. wanted to be sporty. I was going to guess that. But I, I, we actually did a, a talent show at my elementary school and I had to be ginger. Okay. So I was ginger and I wasn't mad about it. I was more no. just like, I wanted to be sporty and do the high yaks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was such a baby because I was blonde, you know, and I like wanted the one who looked like me. But then as I got a little older, I was posh, which also tracks for me I see both things for you Mm -hmm. my parents did not have like a camcorder of me when I was little but my aunt and uncle did and one of the only videos that exists of me as a kid is with me and my two cousins Megan and Shannon and we are performing stop right now thank you very much (laughs) like and doing the dance from the music video we're like camping Uh as a family or something and it's just so so cute. cute like it was probably like 1997, 1998, prime oh, totally. Spice Girls era. Like mm-hmm. teeny, teeny tiny little girls. I was mm-hmm. three, four, and just yeah. utterly obsessed. <sighs> that, they were so big for me. Didn't they have Barbie dolls and stuff too? Like they had everything. I never was a doll. I had dolls when I had like an Aladdin doll okay. and like a Barbie. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, I just loved Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I think that my cousins, Megan and Shannon, I think they had like the full set of Spice Girls. Yeah. And that was major. I, like, like we would play with like those. Like girls had had that that I was friends with. And like they had so many more of the like the, the Spice Girls like branded, you know. Yeah. Like I wasn't the only person who had that Polaroid camera. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the big one that like, you know, it would come out the front. 
Yes. Not okay. like the ones that would come out the side. Yes. Yeah. The little strips. Like the OG. Yes. Yeah. It was the OG <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, those girls are so major. Major. Like, love what them. What a big, just thinking about like girl power, that was so influential to me. Yeah. And my friends. Mm-hmm. And like, me too. we would say that. Like, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do the peace, peace sign signs up. and like, and like, Strike a pose. I remember. I had a, I had a German au pair at that time and she had these platform chunky ass shoes <laughs> that I would, every time she would like allow me to come into a room, mm-hmm. I would put those things on and I'd be wearing like my soccer, like Jersey, <laughs> yeah, you know, strutting around in these too so big cute. for me yeah. platform. Oh. Like you could kill somebody <laughs> like heels. They were Adorable. probably like six, six inches, like I, <gasps> or like seven, like they were like yeah. really high. Major. Yeah. 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 Oh, adorable. They were like, you're on a, on a box yes. and that's not even, you're not even at your shoe yet. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, really super so high. I know. Very fun. Very like influential to mm-hmm. me, but yeah, Ooh, I got yeah. through it, but that was researching great. that was like, I'm having like a regression yeah kind of go through memories like that where I was like wow and this is get so in like, touch specific with your inner girl power girlhood girl power girly girl I know <laughs> but yeah well I have a <sighs> mini topic that fits in perfectly with girl power so we're going to talk about the history of the mini skirt <laughs> oh my god we, this is so perfect we know our spice girls girl love power. their little skirts Its invention can't really be penned down to one person, but for the sake of today, we are going to say it is. (laughs) So I'll talk about it. It is often said to be invented by British designer Dame Barbara Mary Quaint. So just Mary Quaint Mm -hmm. is how people know Mm -hmm. her. Obviously, like it's challenged by others saying, no, it was Andre Courage. No, it was another British designer, John Bates. And McMary never took credit for it herself, but she's kind of the one, she wasn't like a high fashion designer. So she was the one that all the actual normal girls were were wearing. Oh, Skirts have been getting shorter and shorter since the 1950s, and by the early 60s had reached the knee. How scandalous. (laughs) But Quaint wanted them higher so they would be less restricting, she said. They allowed women to run for a bus and were much, much sexier. Mm. And she later gave credit to the girls on King's Road, you know, during like the swinging 60s London scene. Mm -hmm. She said that they invented all the birds, the birds, all the birds. She said that they are the ones who really invented the miniskirt because she was making short skirts, you know, like youthful, colorful, fun clothes Mm -hmm. that you could move in and jump in and and run for the bus and whatever the customer wanted. But the girls kept saying like, shorter, shorter, shorter. So she Mm -hmm. kept like inching them higher and higher and higher. Mm -hmm. And she named the mini skirt after her favorite car, the Mini Cooper. Oh, the Mini. Oh my God, that's so cute. And she said of the mini skirts wearers, they are curiously feminine, but their femininity lies in their attitude rather than their appearance. She enjoys being noticed, but wittily. She is lively, positive, and opinionated. And that's the brief history of the mini skirt from the 1960s. Absolutely. Who doesn't love a mini car? Who doesn't love a mini skirt? 
Exactly. You know, the tinier, the better, the tinier, the cuter, the tinier, the Love better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have recently bought a mini skirt. It's just a basic black one, but I love it. I wear it like every weekend. It's so cute. I'm like, I don't know why yeah, I never good. have ever worn this before. It's adorable. Oh, I yeah. like now that it's, you know, getting cold. It's like, I see like the French girls, you know, wearing their mini skirts with their tights and like the way I am tights first hater. I am. <laughs> yes. I hate that. I hate that. I don't like them because I think they look cute, but I hate hate the sensation of wearing tights i hate it <laughs> and i'm like they look i can so understand cute. that i want to be a cute cute little you know francoise hardy i want to be a cute little jane birkin wearing you know yeah. my sweater and a cute little mary jane in yep. the winter and it's mm-hmm. like that was like, me last night i wore a skirt and tights so and my little heeled mary janes and i felt very yeah cute. well do you have a recommendation for me i do i do and it is a british recommendation I went to my friend's house the other night and stayed over and they made me tea in the morning and it was PG tips (gasps) and it's a British Mm -hmm. tea, just like a black, normal British tea. I'm sure if there are any Brits listening to this, they're like, are you fucking kidding? You're wasting your dumb recommendation on this. Like, yes, I am. Because we have horrible twinings everywhere or like, you know, just like Mm -hmm. horrible black tea. If you just want like a black you know breakfast tea essentially mm-hmm. and it's like it's just not good and then you have yeah. like a pg tips or you know something else that's like british or irish like and i'm just recommending this specifically but obviously if it's like british or irish like trust them they know what they're doing yeah. they mm-hmm. it's it, the quality of it is so like you're like this is why people drink black tea like yeah. because it's actually I always think of you when I see PG tips because I know that you're a PG <laughs> tips girl <laughs> I am I do like PG tips I do like Yorkshire gold um yeah. I know people like Brit the Brits are very like particular about you know what kind they like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just starving for any kind of flavor so I don't really have an opinion about it but like I just know that one is quite delicious. Yeah, it is a good one. I love, and like you can buy like mm-hmm. a huge box that lasts forever. Like, yeah, mm, they yeah. come with like 80 and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. in a, in a box. Yep. Perfect. I need you? to restock on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is less of a recommendation, more of an obsession Ooh, <laughs> and it's okay. not new. It is everyone. I guarantee you has already watched it except me and it's Outlander. <laughs> I was like, we just need to talk about it because this is my first time watching it. I tried to read the books a while ago, but like that, they are like the size of a Bible and I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. It was, it was like too detailed for me. It's a, it's a really big commitment. Like they don't even get married until like the majority of the first book is over. Whereas like the Mm -mm. first season, you're like kind of getting that out of the way. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm in the second season now. I'm loving it. Literally every day I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, when can I watch Outlander today? I'm so in it. They're in France now. Oh, they're going back to Scotland and I won't ruin and in case anyone here hasn't seen it, you know, <laughs> like me, but oh my God, mm-hmm. it's so fun. I'm so in love with Jamie. Claire is so beautiful. She's a bad bitch. Mm-hmm. Love, love. Randall is an evil demon. I read the books. I read until the fourth book and then they got to America and I said, nope. <laughs> the no, story ends you. here. 
<laughs> um, it ends as a nightmare because, you know, obviously, I, I mean, okay, obviously in an ideal world, they stay in Scotland and you're just learning about the Highlands. Like, that's what I came for. Like, yeah, I don't need to learn about America's history. Like, we were unfortunately, you know, I we learned about that and over and over again really in school to, i don't yeah. really need to know about like the american revolution you know like yeah. i want to learn about things i don't know so i did like it until then and then i was like all right they're in south carolina like i'm good <laughs> yeah. no offense if you live in south carolina <laughs> yeah no i, I know the same thing we know what Wisconsin you mean or we know California, what you mean. but yeah. it's just like ugh. okay paris yeah versus the yeah. highlands and edinburgh and like <sighs> yeah keep it let's keep it there you know like, we don't need to yeah. traverse the seas like no i don't need to local. know about like yeah I, I don't need to know i don't i don't want to know i <laughs> um the book stopped there for me so i hope that they're happy <laughs> yeah and yeah are you ready okay. for a word of the day yeah it's just another delightful little british slang word it's scrummy just short okay. for scrumptious and you know what the first ex- like the first example that i thought of is david beckham because he's scrummy <laughs> i don't that know why so that was true my... he's he's quite scrummy and the older he gets the scrummier he gets yum yep he's yummy scrummy david beckham he's <laughs> yummy scrummy david beckham <laughs> that should be illegal it should the gods smiled that day that he was born good looks good heart <laughs> and then he found Posh, who's the perfect, perfect girl for him. Love them. If that couple ever were to break up, it would be the end of everything as we know of it. Like, I have no hope. Yeah, <laughs> there's no hope if if that ever, if they ever divorce, no. they can't do it. Nope, Mm-mm. I refuse. Um, so don't from yeah. our tiny little podcast in the U.S. <laughs> um, who has <laughs> who has said. You just can't. So thanks, Posh and Bex. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kate, thank you so much for this beautiful girl power topic. I love our Spice Girls. So important love to us. Spice Girls so much. We they love are. our mini skirts. The best. <laughs> love the and mini we love, skirts. Love our push-up bras. I would never love wear one. Bras. But I love no. the sentiment. Yes. I fuck with the wear sentiment. Wear it if you want. You know, Go for it. Wear it if you want. <laughs> I'm going to listen to some yeah. Spice Girls today and watch Spice yes. World because I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Haven't yet. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Ciao. Toodaloo. <laughs>